Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and today I'm so excited and delighted to have Shelley Clark here with me. Um, we're going to be talking about the psychospiritual paradigm. Yum! Um, welcome, Shelley. Hi, how are you? I'm very well. Happy to be here with you. I'm very excited to be here too. Excellent. So um, I thought it would be most helpful for you to introduce yourself because, you know, your journey more closely than anyone of course so would you like to share a little bit about yourself um maybe briefly and then and then maybe launch into the the journey that you've made this psycho spiritual journey and why you're so passionate about it maybe you could add that in there that's three things anyway yes. <laughs> i've become um, like russell brand haven't i you know when he asked no you you got me back into him and he asked like 17 questions <laughs> yeah and then you have to think of which one like which one do i answer first yeah. um yes i do i do love listening to him um so i'm shelly clark i live in adelaide and um have three kids so i have an eight-year-old six-year-old um two and a half year old and one that we lost last year so four actually four births yeah. <laughs> um and I work, my background is as a physiotherapist. So I've been a physio for over 17 years now. Um, and more recently, probably in the last six years, doing a lot of um, study and training in craniosacral therapy. So craniosacral therapy is a really beautiful modality, body work modality. It's gentle, very safe to um do with kids and babies and in pregnancy and postnatally so I predominantly work um, with that um, group of people um, and yeah so that's a bit that's sort of the nutshell bit um, and then I also alongside the study of um, the body work uh, retrained in or trained in hand-in-hand -hand parenting. So I'm a hand-in-hand -hand parenting instructor and, and an aware parenting instructor. So I did training in that as well. And then <laughs> I've done a lot of study in the last six years. <laughs> um, and then more recently um, working with you. So I've also been studying psychosynthesis, um, which is a type of psychotherapy, which goes really well with the body work and the craniosacral therapy. Um, and then I found you. So one day I was typing in, um, I think I just finished uh, one of my craniosacral classes and we just started to learn around psychotherapy and psychosynthesis um, and understanding parts of us and understanding feelings and and so I googled um what did I google psychosynthesis and parenting and you came up Yay. and that was probably about three and a half four years four years ago now I think easily um and then we've really been working together for a lot of that time I've done many many of your courses oh, thank you. um and have worked well you know but this is more for the listeners have worked with you for three years now with um, mentoring um, really in the, the psycho-spiritual parenting paradigm um, and really learning about it and how to apply that in my life and the principles and the theory. Um, yeah, so that has been magical. 
And mm. that's really where now I combine all of those things um, <laughs> to help parents and support parents in understanding their, understanding their children's behaviour and um, deeply connecting. And I still work two days a week um, doing body work in my own little clinic. So that's, mm, yum. that's a nutshell bit. I love hearing that. And I, I've so loved our journey together. And I was actually thinking maybe we might share a little bit more about psychosis. Mm. The birds singing very loudly. It's very spring-like here today. So the birds will hear and they're starting to build their nests and which seems right apt. Um, so psychosynthesis was something uh, I trained in as a psychotherapist back in the 90s. And it was devised by Roberto Sagioli, who is an Italian um, man. And uh, I love psychosynthesis. I'm still really deeply influenced by it. My work has been deeply influenced by psychosynthesis and that training there and um do you want to share about what drew you to psychosynthesis what was it that you or where you first discovered it or what resonated with you about it yeah Gosh, I really am doing this three three times yes, question right. <laughs> um the well what drew me to it first was in the um craniosacral therapy so a part of craniosacral therapy we work with um, the body, we're working with fascia, we're working with the cranial bones, so your head bones, we're working with um, fluid, you know, all aspects, cells, um, it's beautiful modality. It also um, has uh, a part of it, um, a technique or a, um, it's called somato-emotional release. So somato-emotional release is where um, often we might be working on people and feelings will come up from a, the past or from a um, past event or trauma or um, a time where the body wasn't able to process the feelings um, in the moment. And so we store them in our, in our bodies. And somato-emotional release um, was coined by um, Dr. Upledger, who um, coined the term and created craniosacral therapy so it's a part of that work and in one of the levels of training they introduce a, um, psychotherapy and, and different psychological models and psychosynthesis was one of those and so they touch on these um, you know archetypes and then psychosynthesis with the subpersonality so they touch on these things because often we're working with the whole person on the table, um, which includes, you know, mind, body, spirit. Um, and, yeah, so really from that course, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go and learn more about what psychosynthesis is and started to um, do some training here in Adelaide. Um, and that has been really powerful in understanding myself, understanding my reactions, understanding, um, you know, myself more deeply really um and so then I love that work and then was wanting to combine that with my parenting um aspects and I think I'd already started um hand in hand parenting um and really when I came across your work that's when I um dove further into aware parenting so I really for me I think the psychosynthesis model gives us a holistic um, approach to understanding ourselves um, 
you know, the, um, the lower unconscious or the, the subconscious, the parts of ourselves that we've kind of um, maybe um, forgotten or, or um, I don't want to say neglected, but, you know, the subconscious parts as well as the higher self and as well as the, um, the parts that are, are connected to purpose and to, um, you know, those, the beautiful higher parts. And so I really loved when I found your work because it was so influenced by psychosynthesis. It really resonated with me as a way of, as a framework to understand myself more deeply, but then also my children and how can I meet my children in what's going on for them. Mm, and I love this. You reminded me and I was forgetting what it was called again, but Sagioli himself did think about calling psychosynthesis biopsychosynthesis. So he really did want to include the body, mm. the feelings, the mind, the soul, the spirit, like he really wanted to include as much as possible of the human being. And that's what I love about what you do with your work is, uh, you know, the, the, that wide range that you have, that you have the, you know, your deep, many years training and experience in working with those um, subtle and not so subtle um, felt senses in the body, you know, right through all these different layers and levels that we have as humans and it's so profound isn't it when when we include all of those because many paradigms uh, you know in beautiful ways will like dive in deep into one element of the human but can also miss out other elements and that's why you know love in psychosynthesis we often talk about um, not only spiritual bypassing that can obviously happen mm. but also repression of the sublime which was a term coined by Robert Deswale, I think this is how you pronounce yeah. him. And we learned that when I was training as mm. a synthesis psychotherapist that, um, you know, there is just as much in our culture, this narrow band of feelings and parts of ourselves that are deemed acceptable in what I call the disconnected domination culture, just as much as can our rage and our frustration and our grief and our overwhelm and all of these things be suppressed and not uh, not welcomed growing up in this culture so can our wonder and our delight and our interconnectedness and our power and our influence and our you know the numinous experiences are often also um, not welcomed as children so we also can find that we also don't have that capacity yeah. in ourselves because we haven't had those mirrored so that was really interesting I'm going to repeat what I said then which was that our, our rage and our frustration can be just as um, unwelcome in this culture as our power and mm -hmm. our grief and our loss can be just as unwelcome as our deep sense of love and interconnectedness and joy de vivre and passion and enthusiasm that there's so much in the disconnected domination culture that is not welcome. And I love that just as I was sharing that the first time around, my computer, which never happened during um, uh, recording a podcast, just completely, oh, I think it overheated, which is exactly what we're saying is like there was too much heat. So mm. in, in this culture, that's what's seen, you know, anything that has too much heat, has too much power, has too much energy, too much life force is suppressed. So uh, I, I really love that shared passion that we have for including all of the human being in a, in a deeply embodied way 
that all of us is welcome and um, yeah and all of the experiences that we have are all welcome as well I mean we may not enjoy them but you know that experience just then wasn't meaningless and we were as we were talking about in the MMT yesterday when we see things like that as life talking with us and conversing with us the conversations with life part of my work that just removes all the you know Previously, a few years ago, I might have gone, oh, no, what will people think? Or what will Shelley think? Or I would have judged myself or shamed myself. And now it's just like, of course, of course, it overheated at that exact moment. Life is communicating. (laughs) Life is here, part of this podcast, just as much as we are. Yes, absolutely. And I have really learned uh, all of what you just said. And I've got so many things to say. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've learned so much from you, and I really my of of weaving those things together, like with aware parenting and understanding feelings and understanding um, psychosynthesis, and then I bring in that body body part around um, you know how we can change when our when we work on our bodies um, and have some hands on therapy, and so I've really spent the last few years. Um, overlaying and overlapping the these different philosophies and paradigms and and seeing where it all fits and lands and um and having that deeply that that deep understanding of it um has really been through my work with you and um I think we were only talking about that the other day around the the um repression of the sublime when as much as when we work with children, anger often isn't accepted or isn't welcomed, but so can really um, excitement. We were, remember we were having that conversation where um, I was at a party and there was a, a little um, uh, five-year-old, say, who was really excited about this party. Um, and, and, you know, when they get, when kids get really excited and it's this like they're jumping around and it's almost like, oh, too much too much for everyone it can be too much for the parents and as parents we can say you know calm down and we want them to tell people to calm down but actually allowing excitement and the the feeling of joy that kids um, have so readily available to them because they're in the moment um, and so yes that's one of the things that I've learn or experienced with you and doing this work in a psycho-spiritual paradigm is that the more we can be with all of us so yes there's been really painful parts and you know being held in fear and terror and you know feeling those feelings I think has but the other ends has meant that I've felt a lot more joy and excitement and flow and a higher purpose and and in my power as a mother and as a as a person um, than what I had previously experienced um, because we you're right we're in this a society uh, um, the domination culture the culture we're raised in is often in this middle bandwidth of don't be too much not too excited and not too upset and you can't be angry. Um, and so we're in this middle bit where there, you know, I think one of my things was when I 
two kids in a few years into parenting and um, I was a bit lost with what I was wanting to do and how do I fit this, uh, you know, what am I doing with my life? And I was sleep deprived and this is before I'd started any kind of um, aware parenting or cranial training. Um, And it was just I wasn't really enjoying mothering Um, and it felt like it was a drain like it was draining um not what I expected mother motherhood to be um it felt I just remember hanging out the washing one day going is this it (laughs) is this is this it is this what we're in like what I signed up for and um and yeah we I didn't know what to do with the kids. I didn't know how to handle their feelings or what to do. I remember being really anxious and um, on this go, go, go kind of roundabout. Um, and, yeah, it really, I was reflecting just earlier before coming on here how much my experience of motherhood has changed in this last probably five or six, well, really five or six years, but probably in the last three or four with working in this context. So, um, yeah, there's just so much that I've, so much that I've learned and so much I'm grateful from, from doing your work Mm. and combining it all really. Yes. And that's what I love is that you have something that I don't see elsewhere that, again that broad range of inclusion that that um biopsycho spiritual which i think is so amazing mm-hmm. both what you have for yourself what you offer to your children what you offer to your clients and mentees i think it's really gorgeous you know for people to have that deep sense of every everything in them is included and welcome mm-hmm. you know, one of my key passions as you know so yay yes and i think um the that has been one of my biggest things is really understanding that and really feeling that every part of me is welcome and and learning to love myself and have more compassion for myself and so my inner dialogue has probably changed a lot (laughs) in the last few years um you know around the recognizing that guilt and shame and um and the and now replacing it with the um you know loving presence practices and things like that has been really profound Mm, and I love how you share I hope you don't mind me saying this but you share about how it's just so um it is so internalized now for you to be throughout the day to be to be have your inner loving mother or other of your inner loving presence is just giving you empathy and listening and saying loving things to you and you know, it's sort of wonderful isn't it I what I love about that is um I just you know I suppose I wouldn't have believed it was possible for myself before I experienced it and you know seeing you and others that actually it really is possible to change that in you know a relatively short period of time not weeks and months possibly but but we can make a big difference and that just changes everything doesn't it if we've got a compassion in a dialogue compared to a harsh one yes wow (laughs) yes and I suppose that's where with the psychosynthesis work they would call the subpersonal subpersonalities of understanding an inner critic or understanding 
um, you know, these inner parts of us. And that's where I really love marrying that with, you know, over your work where it's looking at um, um, the, the younger parts of us coming up. And I've just found the inner loving presence processes to be so powerful because it's not, um, and I, you, I've heard you say this before, it's not, um, it's not just changing our self-talk. It's actually hearing this from that um, embodied inner part of us um, and it can bring up feelings from that past time but it can be very re like deeply reparative and really powerful and so I've just found the inner loving presence processes so helpful in reparenting myself as I'm parenting my my children um, and it's probably the thing that I use the most day to day to um help with feelings that come up and to listen to those feelings to be able to um, offer what I needed to hear um, back when that first sort of happened um, and I you know anxiety so I think probably postnatally I've had postnatal anxiety um, in those first couple of years with kids and I didn't realize that I was an anxious person um, or had anxiety and I didn't know what to do with it um, and really with cranial work and understanding my body understanding feeling what it's like to be in my body and to be comfortable um, in my body I remember when I first started um, learning craniosacral therapy I couldn't sit there for the whole hour at times with a client because it would feel so uncomfortable in my own body. Um, and so over the years, like you said, these changes don't necessarily happen in a couple of weeks <laughs> or a couple of months, but noticing what ongoing work and when we are, you know, applying these practices and mindfulness and breath work and in, you know it's not just one thing for me that's been the thing it's understanding all these different modalities that has really helped me to to stay present and grounded and hold that space for myself and then also for my kids and then the people I work with so um yes now I forgot what the question was but Mm, I just loving the conversation whatever the question was <laughs> I love the journey do you know what keeps coming yeah. to me and again I'm, I'm feeling slightly uncomfortable because I'm asking you direct questions but I know you oh, know yeah. I know you know um I feel the, the will work is all about I so support mm. you in saying no but I'm really remembering that that session that where do you remember the one where in terms of conversations with life where you were pregnant with Jimmy who's oh now, yes like, do you remember years. what happened? Because um, yeah. that's just one of the most wondrous examples of conversations yeah. with life. Do you feel comfortable to share that? Yes, absolutely. I think, um, and just to give a bit of background as well, I was, I've always been connected to the world around me. I've always seen signs and messages from life. Um, and, you know, there's always been a, like if I was injured at, playing sport there was always a reason kind of later that I'm like oh that's why that happened and I kind of have always seen life 
with that sort of spiritual connected context. And then when I came across your work and we started to talk more about conversations with life as one of your, you know, pillars of your work, it just gave me um, words to it and a, and like a framework to it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually how I already see the world. Um, but even more deeply now, because I've loved many times um, the examples of, of um, life supporting us and of, of constantly being in conversation with, with us. Um, so yes, well, I think I was about 41 weeks pregnant. Um, all of my children um, were born in that 41 to 42 weeks, which can be a really long wait sometimes. You know, I love that you didn't say that they were overdue or any of that. Again, that disconnected <laughs> domination culture perspective. That you know, I love. I was I was very specific with. I thought work. you were. Hang on, they're not. They weren't overdue. They they arrived exactly when they, um, when they were ready to. And that's I've you know I think again deep trust is another thing that has really changed over the last few years but yes um so it was about 41 weeks and I was it was in a session where um I was saying how I was ready I think I was ready and I but I didn't want him to feel hurried and I wanted um him to know that I was um waiting and we were in conversation throughout and I think that's been one of the things having your support having support through pregnancy where we're um, talking to our babies and really, because um, I say this to parents as well, and I think that they forget that their babies really do hear us. They are listening. They are. They feel what we're feeling in our bodies. Um, so we can constantly be in communication with them. Um, and so I was talking to him in utero about when he was going to, you know, <laughs> I think I was asking, when are you ready to come out? Or like, when are you, do you remember? Oh, I can't hear. It's gone mute again. Sorry, I'm muting myself for the birds. Um, you said, which is interesting. I'm sure there's something in that too. You said, um, are you ready to come out now yeah. to him? Yeah. Yes. Are you ready to come out now? And then my um, husband was in the bathroom, which is was the next room over. Bar, um, my two older kids were in the bath. And they were in the bathroom and then all of a sudden my eldest son just yells out, yeah, I'm ready to get out now, like in the loudest voice. And it was probably a, a, about three seconds after I'd asked, are you ready to come out now? And, um, and it was so loud and- that I could easily hear it on Zoom. It was yes. so- <laughs> you can hear it on Zoom. And I was like, oh. I think I think he's ready to come out now. <laughs> it was so clear. And I also said to my husband after, I was like, were you in the bathroom with them? Because it was he shouted it out like he wasn't in there. Like he was calling out to his dad who was, you know, in the kitchen or somewhere saying, I'm ready to come out now. And he goes, no, he didn't need to yell that because I was like, I was right there in the bathroom with them. So it was, that was a very clear example how our children can be messages, um, messages for us and how they, like you've said, they have access to information that we don't necessarily do. And it, 
and trusting that conversation. And from there, I think he was born, you know, a couple of days later. So like, it just gave me a deep sense of trust that, okay, he is ready. He's ready to come out. Let, you know, um, again, the worry or the, um, I had lots of pressure from not necessarily my birthing support, but um, the hospital um, because the size of potential size that he was going to be and um, that they didn't want me birthing or going too far over, you know, all those things that we can, the medical model um, can um, put onto women. And so I was really did a lot of work around um, having the birth that we both wanted um, him as well as me. Mm, yes and I still so remember that and I still remember so many of things that have happened in your sessions I actually want to say thank you Shelley because (laughs) you know so much of my understanding has deepened through working with you because you are so familiar with this already and the way you work with it and the way just it's just so yummy and I so appreciate you so Mm, thank you oh thank you that's so nice I really there's one um there's one other time that I remember um which I was going to mention as well around the felt experience of being really held, held in our pain and in our, uh, with all of our feelings being welcome. There was a retreat that we had a couple of years ago. Um, and this was actually an aware parenting um, retreat with you and Lael. And I remember I had Jimmy with us. So we, um, which was, the most amazing experience of having um, in a place where your child's feelings were going to be welcomed and accepted and listened to. I just felt really um, relaxed all weekend and supported. But I remember this one moment where I was listening to Jimmy and I had um, you and Lael on um, either side of me and once I got to, it got too much for me, something came up for me, one of you took Jimmy and the other one just uh, listened to my feelings. And I um, remember crying and um, being held, just so deeply held. And I came away from that weekend and at the end you thanked me and said thank you for bringing Jimmy and the, the other participants thanked me and said that was the most amazing experience and I said well I didn't do anything (laughs) I didn't I just had my baby here I didn't actually do much and the experience of of being held and listened to and loved without having to do anything was a very new felt sense for me and to be completely accepted and and held um I left that going, oh, I get what our kids feel like now when we listen to their feelings. And it really deepened that experience for me. Mm, I Mm. love hearing that, Shelley. And I'm so um, curious as well. I'm curious, interested, because I was, that was the other experience I was remembering too. And actually having that opportunity to hold Jimmy whilst he was crying and Lau's with you and we were all sitting on the sofa together. And so we were all 
talking and I was sharing about what I was noticing about Jimmy who was, who was having a big cry and the fact that mm. you trusted me with him it was so I found it so moving an experience and you know that deep embodied experience in all the ways as you say that is so rare in this culture so again I want to thank you for that opportunity it was so mm. wonderful yeah yeah thank well it's, it goes both ways because I'm so grateful and it really does help I like it's these experiences that um I think really deepen every you know it's a, and it's experiential in understanding the psycho-spiritual paradigm really isn't it because you have an experience and then we often talk about it and then you go oh yeah that you know it's the it's it's working through the what happened and what it felt like and um and the conversations with life you kind of need to have a few of these experiences where you then go oh I can't believe that just happened and then you know you slowly rather than I can't believe it just happened you're like oh thank you very much okay I've got the message now and and it's you're in this sort of um conversation with life and I think one of the things that has really shifted from going back to before all this work and this understanding where I was probably a little bit in that frame mind of a frame like um frame mind I love frame that mind. frame yeah. mind oh my gosh I think that I think you could use that as a term frame, frame mind. mind I was like what is frame mind <laughs> it's a new term that you just yeah. created um I was probably you know I was I was anxious I was always um when my children started to cry I wasn't sure what to do I um, and I was anxious if I couldn't fix it or um, stop it, <laughs> but really, and hand in hand and aware parenting, I want to acknowledge um, the paradigms of understanding children's feelings because that really shifted so much for me. Um, but then also to take that another step further really understanding the psycho-spiritual context of of what my experience has been really helpful as well Mm. um and so nowadays the if if my child is crying or I can't kind of you know it's not about fixing it's just about being with them and I think having that experience of you and Leia with me I was like, oh, we just we just are with them. We're just listening. We're holding space for them, um, as well as um, alongside all this, the craniosacral training. Because every time we go away to do another training, it's effectively we're holding space for each other, and everyone's working on their own things as well. Um, but it means that I access more flow in parenting these days, and way less anxiety. And if a feeling comes up, I'm like, oh, where's this? What's this coming from? Hmm, where, you know, and I've got inner loving presence processes or a willingness practice, or there might be a couple of conversations with life. And then it's shifted. Um, and that deep trust of, of the process really um, means that you, I've been able to access that joy and the, um, that flow state more often. And trusting, trusting what's happening around me rather than getting worried about it yes. or to guilt or shame myself around it. Yeah. Um, 
I was just going to say one more thing before you mm, yeah. um, around even to because with the psycho-spiritual um, paradigm, trusting um, our experiences that our children have had as well. And so I remember um, it took it's taken me a long time to process my first, my birth, the birth with, of my first son. Um, and, yes, there's been many times where I've, process the emotional part and um, the feelings and completed those processes and reparented, you know, parts that showed up around, around his birth. Um, but I remember really clearly one day you saying around trusting, you know, maybe like his experience of, um, of his birth is his as well to experience and his his soul is here for his purposes and you know really trusting that the experience that we had um changed changed my <laughs> changed my life but that it, trusting that it's also part of his experience as well um that for me took a lot of I don't know, pressure or shame or guilt and all those things that we can kind of um, lay in there and really just trusting the relationship between us and our two souls are here to um, experience life together this time. Um, yeah, it's just really been helpful. Mm, I love that. I'm yeah. so glad. It's such a difference, isn't it, to really see that psycho-spiritual context around our children's births and what they as souls why that might have been really important for them we were actually even just talking about it the other day I mean the MMMT about how uh, as in our souls journey we often will have different that the births that are actually the opposite of what we're here to to share in the world our birth experiences or our early experiences will mm. often give us the felt sense of the exact opposite of what we're here to contribute so that we have that polarity it's often um, so much the case I think so we're really holding that I think can support us in that deep trust and so there's that deep compassion and trust and also because I was going to mention um, through working with you I've really deepened my understanding of uh, the will around birth and um, conception and birth and you know and babies and their uh, their own will needs around their the timing and the ways and means that they want to come into the world and so whilst also holding that trust is also seeing where those will hurts could have happened early on where they didn't get to like going back to what you were sharing about going um, they didn't get to share to choose their timing of when they were born or the ways that they wanted to be born so it's always holding isn't it that um that absolute unconditional love for what did happen and for the feelings that we have, as well as that will and that capacity to create change and for our children to change those um, in terms of those will hurts that will show up around why, uh, you know, how they came into the world. I think it's so profound and I've really enjoyed the way we've explored that and worked with that around will hurts and birth and conception. I wondered if yes. you want to say anything about that as well. Yes, absolutely. And really, um, I think it comes back to, again, deeply trusting our children. Um, and that's what, um, or deeply trusting our children and the process. So really, um, I often want to call this process parenting <laughs> because we're in process all the time. We're always understanding parts of ourselves and, and um, 
you know, centering and being in our bodies and working through our own stuff. And then also we've got our children that are doing the same things. Um, and so we're kind of, um, we're always in relationship with um, ourselves, but then also our children. And so... Can I also just say, I don't know if you heard, Shelley, but just as you were started to say that process, Feathers here, you might have heard him snoring. Mm. He suddenly woke up and he went, you know, where am I and what's going on? And there's something that he's uh, alerted to. So I don't know if you hear anything in mm. that terms of message, but it seemed very linked with when you said process parenting and the uh, something is like the waking up. There's maybe about mm. the waking up to what we're waking up to in this time of... Well, I think in terms of when we've talked around this work is understanding, I know more and more people are talking around shifting the parenting paradigm or shifting the way we, um, we parent. Um, and I think this is just the nuances of that where we're really um, finding those parts where we still might be using power over our children or um, um, power like, power coercion over ourselves and so um yeah it's uh I think it's really powerful this paradigm of looking at um at our children in this way or being with our children in this way um going back to the will the will hurts um with our children and really noticing so sometimes um sometimes when our children have feelings we can come in and we can listen to those feelings but I'm always looking at what or having a felt sense of what this might feel like or what does this remind me of or where where you know what might be going on for them um what's going on for me you know it's really having all these layers and these lenses um but with the with the will hurts around our birth it's where if parents understand or have this lens of looking at what um, what's going on for their child so they didn't get to choose when or how they came out um, then seeing how that shows up in themes in their life and we can use play we can use listening to their feelings we can have reparative moments for them uh, with them to really um, get to experience or um, heal from not having those will, um, the will needs met right from birth. Does that make sense? Mm, makes complete sense. Yeah. Mm. And I, I love the co-exploration around that. I think it's been so yummy mm. to really see the power that we have to do our own he inner healing around our own will hurts around conception and, and being in utero and birth and of course those early will hurts too but there's something really particularly profound isn't there about the way you know in terms of incarnation the soul coming into the world that our birth is such a key pivotal point in terms of will mm -hmm. and will our being our the our uniqueness and how that gets expressed in the world the, the uniqueness of the soul that we are as well as the point where we're most deeply interconnected with life. Yeah. So there's, there's something about that being such a key moment and so powerful then to work with that, both for our mm. own inner baby, but for our outer children as well. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
it reminds me of the work that I did around um, my inner baby being deeply, a bit more securely attached into. Um, do you want me to share that story? I was actually thinking, I think I love that we've gone to the same, I've had the same things that have come to us in this kind yeah. of shared space, like the, the same things that we yeah. like. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's probably where um, I understand this. I've understood this work because from a craniosacral therapy, which is some, similar to somatic work and understanding um, that we have that felt sense that we, you know, we remember sort of everything that's happened to us in our bodies. And um, if we haven't had a chance to integrate it, and to understand it, it will be held in our bodies um, and we'll keep coming up to um, be heard and healed, you know, throughout our lives. So this is an ongoing process for, um, for us. <laughs> um, but that birth does have a really um, big impact. What was happening for our, our parents when, when they conceived or what was happening for our mother when when we were in utero really does have a, a big impact. And I've seen this many times with clients that I've worked with on the table with cranial work. We often go back to in utero birth times um, with body work, but I've done it with you as well with, with um, an inner loving presence process where um, I've felt like I was a tiny, <laughs> tiny um, embryo in or even a tiny baby in in my mother in the in in the womb and I think um it can be hard for, for people to understand that concept um and but actually it's often like any practice the more we practice these things it becomes more second nature and so um the more we practice like, well, what does this feel like? How old do I feel? What's the sense around me? What sort of pops into my head the first sort of thing? And you're like, oh, well, like, it feels dark and it feels dark and it feels, you know, you get, you get a sense of like kind of how old you are. And, um, and I suppose like you probably are quite now go, oh, I feel 13 or I feel 12 or I feel in utero or, because it remind you know, you know, that felt sense. Um, so for me, there was this time where every now and then I would feel this panic, um, like anxiety, where I felt like I was gripping life really firmly. <laughs> and if I let go, um, if I let go, I, I, would, I would die. That's the felt sense that I was like clinging for my life. Um, and I have worked through this with psychosynthesis. I've worked with this through some body, some CST sessions and sessions with you. So it's, it's um, all of those things, but recognizing that that little, um, when I was that little baby me felt like I had to cling on <laughs> um, to, uh, to save my life. So it felt like I wasn't quite embedded well in in the um uterine wall so there was sort of like an attachment wasn't as solid as what it could be so I remember having that inner loving presence process where my inner loving mother created this beautiful space in utero and this is all through imagination work and through being held in sessions with you um, and other therapists but really creating that 
reparenting experience that there's plenty of space for me in the world that I can go at my own pace that my that that you trust my timing or that my inner loving mother or whoever it is that I need to hear it from trusts my timing that I get to choose when I am uh, am born (laughs) when I enter the world and I get to choose my own timing those things have been really helpful in um, understanding myself and um, lessening those that that anxious feeling that I get um, about trusting my work in the world about trusting my timing Um, and because I've had that experience it's helped me to then really trust my children's timing and what's going on for them as well Mm. yeah i love i love love, love hearing that so powerful isn't it the trusting the timing piece such a core part of um of the work i love it Mm. um do you feel called to share a bit more about like your mapping of the you know that the somatic work the you know going back to biopsycho spiritual like and how because again i think it's something so um it's become so popular in recent years somatic Mm. work and the understanding around how yeah pain trauma unexpressed feelings and um, in my work uh, will hurts and love hurts get stored in the body do you want to share more about how you how you map that yeah I think um I actually just finished a neuroscience course with Dr Sarah McKay so we can I'm sure we can put that in the show notes but um So she's a neuroscientist in Sydney. And so I really love understanding the brain, understanding the nervous system, um, understanding our psyche (laughs) and laying that all over um, the top of each other. And actually um, it was really, I really enjoyed doing her. She just um, presents a lot of the latest research in neuroscience and what we understand about the brain and, Um, the body and gut health and all of these things it really is a big picture Um, and I think one of the things that I really liked about her work is she was saying um, when we're understanding neuroscience it's a top-down bottom-up outside-in approach so it's like it's not just the brain or it's not just the body it's um, it's all of it and really having that holistic approach, um, which is what I love too. And it's how I've actually seen, seen it. And it's how I work with people is that we can understand the somatic work, which is somatic is our body, our, our felt sense of sensations in the body, which can include the feelings that come up from our, from our body, which would be more of that trauma work or um, somatic experiencing work, um, craniosacral therapy, But um, that's one part of it. You know, um, we also have our thoughts. So, you know, top-down thinking modalities or talk modalities. Um, You might have um, like this positive psychology or um, cognitive cognitive behavioural therapy type approaches where we're looking at our thoughts and changing those. So that's your top-down. And then your outside in is um, your environment and how we're influenced by those around us and our experiences. Um, And so I really loved that approach because it really marries with what I was already sort of 
um, doing and how I was working is really it's combining all of those things, which I think um, when I mapped that over your work already, um, it, it marries up really well because we have processes then to um, work with each of those areas. So the inner loving presence processes are often working with feelings and sensations that are coming up from past experiences. Um, and then, you know, we're looking at changing our thoughts and knowing our, our thinking thoughts that um, we might want to put a loving limit on or recognizing what is a thought and differentiating that out between a thought and a feeling so that we can see what we might want to change with our thoughts. And so that's your top down. And then your um, conversations with life aspect of work is really around that environment and um, being in relationship with the things that are happening with life around us. Um, so I really loved sort of mapping that the neuroscience approach over the top of um, your work that it's not just one one of those areas um, I think it's really important to have that holistic approach around um, around looking at us as a whole mm. yum Shelley when you were sharing about that another time I was, I was so excited to hear to hear that and Mm, we've come full circle in a way haven't we back to that inclusiveness and to include all the elements of us and and our and our experience in the culture and in the place and in the time and on the land and that you know deep embodied embedded experience so I love that and um I don't know if you want to share any more before I uh, ask you to share more about how you know what people can do with you and what you're offering mm. is there anything else you want to say though before that Hmm, let me see. I had a couple of notes. Is there anything that I haven't shared? No, I think that has been all of the story. Well, there's many stories. There's probably <laughs> a lot more that I'd love to share. But, um, you know, I think for me, just I'm so grateful for um, your work and for the psychospiritual paradigm um, for understanding myself more deeply because it really does um, bring in so many different areas as well with your background, psychosynthesis and, um, and then aware parenting and then your mapping over, of, you know, all your maps and of, of the work are really helpful to provide that framework. And I just think um, it's wonderful because it, I think you mentioned earlier around um, spiritual bypassing. So it's, it's, it's not that it's another, it's, it's really about encompassing all of us. And um, one thing we probably haven't covered is the willingness work and how powerful we can be with our willingness work. And that for me has been incredible to witness and to do a willingness practice where um, you know, I might say, am I really willing for this, whatever it might be? And then seeing how that feels in my body, noticing like, yeah, I'm really willing for that. But actually, oh, no, my body has a really big kind of like, oh, not really. And just recognizing the difference and then 
seeing if there's a past experience or if there's something that uh, a belief or a thought or do I need to include something um, that then I feel, you know, you, we feel the difference. It's like I'm really willing for that to happen now. Yes, I am. It's really strong, embodied, felt sense. Um, and that has changed so much in myself and my parenting as well. Um, it's really empowering when we work with our willingness because we can actually change things. Like even am I willing for my child to sleep through the night? <laughs> Am I willing for my, my children to stop to, you know, not squabble and fight in, that, in the ways that they are? Am I willing for them to um, have a, a loving relationship that is, you know, deeply, you know, special to them? Like our willingness, we can, we can, we can do a willingness practice around those things and it makes a huge difference. Mm, yum yay yeah we could have a whole another I'm sure we will have many more conversations but uh, yay yeah absolutely because there's so much there's like three or four years worth of um stuff but yeah Yeah, that's been wonderful oh thank you well I so love working with you walking along beside you I love how you bring the work into the world which I'd love to share a bit more about in in a minute Mm. but I'd love to ask because time's Mm. nearly up um what you're offering in the world where people can find you because you've got lots of amazing things to offer um parents and folk in general so where can they find you and what are you doing yeah um well shelly clark shellyclark.com um is where you can find me um on facebook it's shelly clark mind body parenting and on instagram it's just uh at shelly clark that underscore either side with any um, any on the end i mean i will show yes, this again in the yeah, link but it's got yeah. an e. if you're quickly doing that now it's got yeah. an e. shelly clark with an e um and so at the moment i am doing i'm in the process of um getting some online courses up and running so that will be happening soon i have an in-person workshop coming up in Adelaide um so if anyone's in Adelaide then I do in-person things and actually well ideally when we're able to travel interstate I'll be doing some in-person things interstate as well um but mainly working one-to-one with parents online um zoom so I can work with anyone anywhere around the world um if you'd like some more support around understanding your children around the psycho-spiritual paradigm um, or aware parenting or understanding feelings or behaviours or um, any of those things. Um, If you're lucky enough to be in Adelaide, then I have my little clinic in Seacliff, which is two days a week doing the hands-on body work, craniosacral therapy work, Um, and I mainly see babies and kids and mothers and I work with um, adults too and parents and fathers, um, but probably over half my um, clientele are little kids. So, um, yeah, they're all the things. 
Uh, and I do also want to mention that you, you're part of the first cohort of the MM, the Marion Method Mentoring Training. So very soon you'll also be um, certified to be offering all of those yummy things. So I'm very excited about that. So I'll be <laughs> referring people onto you. And uh, by the time this is out, you know, it won't be far away that. So yes, yes, that will be soon. So that will be um, offering the same sort of um one-to-one sessions and mentoring and things which I'm really really excited about yay (laughs) thank you lovely do you have um, one last thing you want to say to maybe parents just like a little offer around an invitation after listening to to Mm. this you'd like to invite people to do things um yeah what is that I really actually I think what I want to offer is a thank you (laughs) to the parents, to parents watching, Um, as in like popping your hand on your heart and really, really feeling in your body a deep sense of gratitude and thanks to your parenting, to you for your parenting because, um, parenting is really important and it's a really often not um, acknowledged or and supported in um, and seen so I really want to thank you for your thank you for the work that you're doing in the world because if you're listening to this podcast then it's you know you are on a path of understanding yourself and um, how you can show up for you and your children in the best way possible so I want to thank you for that that's what I want to offer a big big thank you for um, you know the work that you're doing Oh, I love that, Shelley. <laughs> so yummy. Mm. Well, thank you so much. I have so Thanks. enjoyed this. I have a sense of doing more, something. Um, so I love connecting with you. And thank you so much. And thank you to the listeners. And so much love to you. And love, love from the birds as well. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye.